<laughs> Here we go. Hello. Hi. <laughs> and welcome back to another episode of Break Room Banter. It's a hairstylist adjacent podcast. Where each week, two friends who happen to be hairstylists <laughs> break down our weeks in the break room. <laughs> we did it. We'll eventually get the <laughs> intro down. We haven't messed up in a while. I know. We've I'm proud been of good. us. All right, guys. <laughs> On that note, it's par for the course today. Um, Why is my cord so? There we go. There we go. <laughs> Technical difficulties. This week's blooper, blooper reels are going to be lit. <laughs> okay, and I'm back. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. we're here. We're here. Happy. It's taken. A, it's a journey today. <laughs> honestly, literally. Jesus. So, uh, peaks and pits, right? All right. Start it. Let's just dive right in, because I don't think I could take the anticipation (laughs) any longer. Okay, so, (laughs) peak would be the Deacon's coming today. Yes. After this, I'm going to go pick him up. I'm so excited. Pit would be my baby's flying. By himself. By himself. And when I was getting ready to come over here on my way, I got an email from Alaska Airlines, and it was like basically saying your flight has been canceled, and essentially we and we can't get you on um, any Another flights one. for a few days. And I'm like, and mind you, when I get this email, Deacon's flight the, that I booked was supposed to be um, having taken off like 20, 30 minutes before that. Like his dad was like, I talked to them when they were at the airport, whatever, and then I didn't hear anything from him. So I <laughs> panic. And call Eric and his dad, and I'm like, um, what do we do, or what's going on? And he's like, I'm with him at the airport right now. It was delayed. Like, it's fine. I'm like, no, I just three minutes ago got this email <laughs> that says it's canceled, and I'm like panicking. And so then I um, ended up calling Alaska mm-hmm. um, because I got an email. So I like called them. How did I end up calling? I don't remember, but I ended up getting this number for because the, the first time I called. I got disconnected and it, like connected me to some random dude's voicemail. It was really weird. Um, but then I called back again. I talked to the lady and I was like freaking out. And she was like, no, everything's going to be fine. Like he'll make it in time um, for his next flight. And I, right. and I was like, okay, are you sure? And then she was like, yeah, you know, there's a lot going on in here, but yeah, it looks like it. And I'm like, okay, okay. I just was like panicking because I'm picturing Deacon and being stuck in Seattle yeah, you for know. the first, like, that's the thing is, I, whenever I flew for the first time, I actually got lost. Did but you? I was older than him, and the panic that I felt. Yeah. So I couldn't imagine flying well, at 13. And he's got somebody who's going to be with him every step of the way. Right. I pay, you know, you have to, because he's only 13, so, like, you can't. He has to. Do it. But, um. How old do you have to be to not have that? Uh, 15. Oh, okay. 15, 15 to 17, they're, they're good. They don't oh. need it. But, um, so yeah, anything, everything's fine. It's going to be fine. <laughs> He's going to make it. So it rolls little, back little, into the pit. little panic moment. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's, that's my pit. And then it's going to be great. Everything's going to be We've had great. a hell of a moment or a hell of a, hell of well, an afternoon with this. Yeah. Right I'm going to start with my pit and it's not even like, I'm not mad, you yeah. know, but so 
We had a double cancellation <laughs> on our guest. Guest tonight. Um, hang on. Um, we'll be right back after a word of our sponsors. JK, we don't have any sponsors. <laughs> and we're back okay. after a word from our sponsors that we didn't have. Um, Are you Oh, I muted you. Oh. <laughs> I didn't want to hear from you anymore. <laughs> I am the one that's always making all the noise in the background. <laughs> Hunter's like, God, to cut all that out. <laughs> it's fine. Really, it's not like it's not. You do make a lot of noise, but it doesn't annoy me. <laughs> Anyone who knows me Let's get knows this that out. statement is true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Pitt. Pitt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pit, we had two guests cancel on us. Uh, we are not upset. It's yeah, everything happened. Like stuff happens. You no, know what I mean? totally. So that I started with my pit, but my peak is first off. I got to see my mom yesterday. Yay, mommy! Yeah, so that was fun, and she was in like great spirits. She was like up working mm-hmm. and like cleaning the house and stuff. So that was really good to see. Yeah. And we got a bunch of furniture, and a lot of it my my grandfather made. Yeah. So I get to have, like, pieces of my grandfather. I love it. Yeah. That's cute. I didn't get that moment with my mom's parents because Mm -hmm. their house burned down. So, yeah, we lost everything. Sad. Yeah. So it was cool to be able to, like. To get that. Get that and know that I will now have that forever. Mm Um. And a sturdy, sturdy furniture that he made. Yeah. It looks, that table is serious business. Yeah, I it's love cool. it. It's heavy, too. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> it. it. looks <laughs> solid. Uh, yeah, so we have a bunch of DIY projects to yeah. do. From, like, the old furniture that mm-hmm. he didn't make. Yeah. We're going to DIY it, paint it up. Love it. Yeah. It's going to so be a lot cool. of fun. Uh, so that was my pit and my peak. And what are we talking about today? I don't, what, what are we talking about today? We're talking about interviewing, interviewing for, for salons. salons. There you go. Okay. <laughs> We've had like four iterations of what we're <laughs> I know, recording. Right? I'm so like, I'm not sure what we, we have, decided to we do. We have first. outlines posted all over the walls. <laughs> Literally. And I not a single one this. are we doing. <laughs> you can tell Hunter taught a class this morning and was prepping because all of our notes are on um, flip charts. Flip chart it was the most convenient. I love it. It's great. It is way bigger for my. I know. I, I was can see that. that way better than I can see that on the iPad right now. Oh, yeah. I can't even see that. Um, so I'm just going to go for it. But yeah. So we're going to talk about interviewing for salons. Yeah. Um. Well, and I think that before we talk about interviewing for the mm-hmm. salon, it, we should talk about what people are going to be looking for in a salon or how to figure that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely think that that is the precursor. But um, yeah, because I feel like whenever you interview for for a salon, you're just as much interviewing them as they are interviewing you. Yeah, definitely. Well, and maybe for younger stylists, they don't really, that's not really what they're thinking. Because yeah, that's definitely something I've learned. Yeah. Over the years, you know, at first I was looking for where am I going to make money? Where where is this and that? Blah blah blah. And maybe not being aware as much of more subtle things that over the time and having worked with different groups of people, you learn that you need to look for like culture, um, mentorship, mm-hmm. um, 
obviously pay structure is important, but like I think the top tier is culture. Yeah. So what would you describe culture as? Culture to me would be the collective values of the salon and their vision. Right. And so a good culture would be a whole team that's working towards the same goal. Yes. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So how do you recognize culture in a salon before you interview? Um, I mean, I think... I think it's before I interview at a salon, at least I like to always like kind of dig in, look at their, I want to look at their website, their social media presence, you know, that type of thing. Have you ever interviewed for a salon that doesn't have a website? No. Never. I mean, I guess Regis salons. I would never. Well. But you know what you're getting into that with was that. was then, and I had friends that worked there already, so mm-hmm. I would go in and um, had talked to the manager, you know. Right. Before. And then actually I was, I did do an apprenticeship for two days. And then I was like, I don't want to dust shelves for the next 15 <laughs> months before, you know what I mean? Like I just wasn't about that life, which obviously it has to be I've, done. Sta- I've said before that I regret it. Um, but yeah, so then I went back and worked it at Regis cause I was like, I just want to do hair and make money. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's what you get into it for is you yeah, want to do hair. Exactly. But I, I didn't have the foresight to like. This is going to be Know that. Yeah. I just. Well, most of know. the time an assistant or an associate or salon support staff, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them. Uh, I'm going to cut that out. Usually an associate. Yeah. Is paid minimum wage. Mm hmm. So if uh, some people just can't afford to do that, and that was the situation that I was in yeah, and why ultimately whenever I, I've talked, I talked about my first salon, Mm -hmm. the main event, I quit because to me that 725 at the time, um, and it wasn't enough then and it's still, (laughs) yeah, definitely definitely not enough now, but it just wasn't worth it to put up with that to me yeah. and I d- couldn't afford. <laughs> How old were you when you finished school? Um, I was 18 when I finished Dang. hair school. Yeah. Dang. I was 21 and I had moved back in with my parents to go to school. Ugh. And so that was the other thing is I was like, Ugh. like I, again, I didn't have the foresight to like mm-hmm. see how it would help me. I just had been wanting to be a hairdresser since I was 13 years old and been doing it and having people ask me to do their hair. You know what I mean? And and you I didn't was like, fold I'm like, towels? I can do this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I didn't want to fold towels or I was such a little effing diva. One of these days I would like to get someone that I worked with. Well, and you on know, the body <laughs> cast that I worked with before I had Deacon. Like I was such a wreck. That is a good idea for both of us. I know. I wonder if I can get Cherie to come uh, on the podcast. Uh, We're on good terms. Okay. Yeah. I was a brat. Yeah. And I think I went back, actually, whenever I was working at Jewel in Franklin, mm-hmm. I had, like, a long lunch break one day, and something just took over me and was like, you should yeah. go over there and tell her thank you. Yeah. I love it. So I did. Yeah. And, I mean, we talked it out. There you go. <laughs> I was a brat, and I was young, so. I mean, if you can admit that you have to, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think moments. that I did. Uh-huh. But I definitely was, like. Obviously, you did enough to yourself that you were, like. Okay. 
what a jackass I was when I was young. Yeah. <laughs> and how much I've learned and how stupid I feel about some things. And mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't do anything for you, but. It doesn't. But how did we get there? So we were talking about recognizing culture. You was an associate. You wanted to do hair. Yeah. You didn't want to fold towels. That's what it was. I didn't want to fold towels. I didn't want to dust shelves. I like, I guess I just was kind of under the impression that I would get to do hair a little bit sooner. And then the more I like talked to people and like experience my first date, like they, she didn't even have me like touch a mannequin. Like even if I had been working on a mannequin right. or something like, did you do like a technical interview? No, I don't think so. I did. I can't remember. I went in like, um, I think I did actually. So that was like 15, 17 years ago. That was a long time ago. Oh, I'll never forget my first technical interview. I brought my uh, ex's best friend to the salon, and I bleached her hair. She she had showed me a picture of, Mm -hmm. it was very clearly a balayage. Mm -hmm. I don't know what went through my head. I was going to, but in my mind, I was going to bleach and tone it. Yeah. I was going to bleach it out, and then do a shadow root and leave some of that out yeah. and highlight it. Very guy tang esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had never used Redken color before and they were a Redken elite salon. Ooh. And I think I used like nine B. Nine B in Redken. Okay. Oh nine B shades. And it turned blue. Did it? Yeah. I mean it was electric blue. It was like yeah. Like the pen? Oh, yeah, like there? a blue ink pen. What? Yeah. And so my technical interview, I not only turned this client's hair blue, but I learned how to fix it. Oh. Or like I fixed it. Yeah. Like I formu- reformulated on and top fixed of it. it and fixed it. On top of it. Yeah. That's crazy. And I was late to my serving job. I remember one time. And I got fired. Um, Watching... One of my coworkers do one of his blondes and it like overtoned like crazy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, sh-, you know, and I mm-hmm. was like super busy. And then like 10, 15 minutes later, I look over again and it's like completely neutralized. And I was like, what had happened? What had happened? <laughs> yeah, because I had had one time where. I put, this was the first time I ever had an overtone happen. Mm-hmm. And oh my Lord. You want to talk about bright? It was like the purple in that pen right there, like oh royal my purple, God. and it was supposed to be like in, you know, like an eight A, I think maybe, or you know, some, like uh-huh. an A or something like that. Oh, and I was like, Ugh. and I CPR'd <laughs> it, and it came right out. Like yeah. it was fine, but man, I don't know. How did we get on that? I have no idea. I, I talked about technical interviews. Technical interviews, yeah. In my first one, I turned the, my friend's hair blue. Yeah. I might have because I interviewed for that salon and like started the like that whole process and shadowing and stuff when I was still in school, like getting ready to graduate. Yeah, that's what I did with this one. So. Um, so. Looking back, you you definitely would have looked for a salon with an associate. Yeah. So, yeah, is the to cap that all. Yes. (laughs) Cap that up. That's what I would have done. But or at least 
somewhere where I would have had like a little bit more mentorship. You know what I mean? I right. didn't know. I was young and cocky and thought I was so good. And I mean, I was pretty good for how young out of school I was. I'm not going to take that away from myself, <laughs> but I definitely didn't know everything at all. I still don't. I didn't know how to formulate color. Yeah. Girl. Like I knew, mm-hmm. but it was not. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the color wheel. No, it took me a minute. I didn't. I don't feel like I actually really understood the color wheel until I learned how to teach other people the color wheel. Really? Yeah. I learned. I mean, I did. I got it, but mm-hmm. it, that was when it really like sunk in, and I could speak it like a language. Which it was, was when wild. I started using Hune. I took a mm-hmm. like an intro, yeah, class at SSG, and that's whenever I I was like, oh, oh. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Right. All right. But before that, no, I was just like, oh, this is going to be pretty. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So if I had known then what I know now, um, the things that I would look for in a salon, and I guess did, mm-hmm. um, I would really like to think that my um, streak of hopping salons constantly is over. <laughs> You know, yeah, things are going really good for me, but um, there's a lot of humbling that had to happen first, <laughs> right? So, if you're listening to this and maybe you haven't had all those humbling <laughs> moments yet, I will just tell you to humble yourself <laughs> real quick and be and be very brutally honest with yourself about what you need in a yeah. work environment. Um, it took me getting fired twice after I moved across the country, after never having been fired ever in my life from a salon. Mm -hmm. And before I... You were like, what the hell is wrong with me? Yeah, I mean... You did come to Bombshells with very much that. Like, there's something wrong with me, I know it. Yeah. But there wasn't anything wrong with you. You No. Just didn't have the right fit. I had... I was very sick with dumb bitchitis. (laughs) (laughs) I was a very, I was very sick. I was we very talked ill. about that last week or whatever week yeah. <laughs> after this airs, you know. You had a lot of like external influences that were just dampening your mood, man. Well, and I had, life had kind of been rough on me and I, it was the reality of me not learning to believe in myself. Um, and being years behind the curve on that one massively for where I'm at in life. You know what I mean? But whatever. Anyways. Everything happens for a reason. <laughs> Everyone's like, journey is different. We've all seen the meme. Own. Oprah didn't start her talk I show it's until. Fine. It's going to be fine. We're fine. <laughs> We're fine. We're going to make up for it. It's good. Everything's fine. You have a successful podcast. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's not mine. It's yours, but. You're on it. Okay. I'll take that. <laughs> you made your way here. Okay. <laughs> Can we talk about something else now, please? Um, <laughs> I'm glad we didn't have to do who is Erica Roberts. <laughs> Not today. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, be honest with yourself about what you need. And mm-hmm. then you're going to want to go and, like, shadow. Start shadowing, I think. Like, maybe find, look on social media. Something I look for is I want to I want to see a website. I want to mm-hmm. see it to be a pretty website, at least like updated, maintained, and like. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think too a good thing to do is book an appointment. Like if that you're part. if you're unsure yeah. of how to get into a salon, totally, just book an appointment. I didn't even think about that one. I've yeah. never I've never done that. I'm not gonna lie, I haven't. 
But most of the time I've been looking for salons, it's been from a different city. Yeah, so, there's so that. you've done it from afar. Yeah. But, like, that's something that I would do is I would book an appointment and see, talk to that stylist right. not knowing that you're a hairstylist looking for a yeah. salon. Mm-hmm. But as, like, a, how do you like it Just here? go in and secret shop the salon. Yeah, girl. Dun, dun, dun. That's a really good mm-hmm. idea, Hunter. I honestly had never thought about that. Yeah, you, like I said in the beginning, you interview the salon mm-hmm. just as much as they interview you. I mean, I guess technically, like, my mom's hairdresser when I was in beauty school, mm-hmm. um, I really looked up to her. I thought she was really good. She is the one that fixed my hair after, oh, God, I hope my <laughs> stepsister is not listening to this. But when we were, <laughs> this is what made me want to be a hairdresser, okay? Side note. When I was 15, my stepsister was in beauty school. Mm-hmm. And... um. She had been, like, doing hair a lot, too, you know, and then well, finally went to beauty school, and um, when she graduated and got her license, I wanted her to do my hair. So I wanted, like, tiny little, like, baby lights. Now we have a name for them. We didn't back then. Mm-hmm. Baby lights of, like, a brighter copper red and, like, a blonde and with my natural. Mm-hmm. If I did not get five stripes across the top of my head, and this was before Racing Stripe highlights had even come in. <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. Oh, man. And I felt bad because I didn't even wait for my sister to leave before I got in the shower with dish soap. Oh. And <laughs> crying my eyes out because it was like my natural color, which is like an ashy strawberry blonde, you know. You know, you do my right. hair. And then <laughs> bright, bright copper red and bright, bright blonde, yellow blonde. Uh-huh. And like it the two just clashed so bad it was so bad and like i went to the next day my mom (laughs) booked me an appointment with her hairdresser and she stripped my hair twice and did like i mean it was like five or six different colors i think that she ended up using and by the time she was done i had to pull my hair super tight like this and look real real close to even tell that it was done. I went back to school the next day and nobody even knew that anything had happened to my hair because it was that good. And that's when I was like, I want to be a hairdresser. Yeah. Cause that is magic. Yeah. So I have a coffee mug that says, mom, if you're listening, cause I know you listen. Thanks. Thanks thanks for for paying for that. Thanks for paying for that. (laughs) And you know, if you ever see Katie tell her, I said, thanks too. (laughs) But yeah, I have a mug that says uh, hairdresser because badass miracle worker isn't an official <laughs> isn't job a, title. It should be. <laughs> Shoot. Bradley's mom got me that for like our first Christmas together. Yeah. She was like, I don't know what he, what, like, I don't know anything about him. So right. I'm just going to get him all hairdresser stuff. I love it. But I loved every last bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> she got me like a wine glass that was like, it said uh, hairdressers give the best blowjobs. Yeah, we do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, mom. mom. (laughs) I mean, you know, haven't you seen the ones they have like a blow dryer and it says blow me? Yeah. You know, funny. Anyways. Hairdresser humor. Um, Um, Anyway. So, yeah, this is funny because I feel like the longer we've been doing this, the more this really is like when we talk in the back room, we'll like start on one thing and end up way (laughs) way off in left field. But yeah, anyways. So what, what did we leave off on? Interviewing, 
Well, you had gotten your hair fixed. Shadowing. And that's what you, shadowing yes. the salon. So booking an appointment and shadowing. Booking the salon. Yeah. And then, I mean, I would say, yeah, just talk to the stylist and then like, um, I guess if I was looking for a salon in a city that I lived in, mm-hmm. like when I was in, in Eugene, I moved back from Seattle to Eugene and I didn't have a job. I just had, I knew that I had enough money to like pay my rent for a couple months in advance. Right. And so I just wanted to get down there and like do it, do it. And you know, and then I saw this really pretty salon. Well, obviously I knew it was there, but um, they had Orbe and I had worked with Orbe and, um, Bellevue in Kirkland and so I was like went in there and it just so happened that the the owner was there working behind the desk and so I talked to her and like went in and shadowed and Michelle bless you that was another Michelle I worked for three Michelles really yeah yeah well you have a thing for Michelle I guess so um yeah (laughs) but yeah so I went in there and ahead of time Mm -hmm. you know and like I said now that I'm thinking about it I guess I did kind of like do that with some salons in different places before. Well, whenever I was just trying to get into a salon, mm-hmm. I just literally walked in. Yeah. I dressed really nice mm-hmm. and walked in yeah. and was like, this is my resume. I just graduated hair True. school. Uh, but I don't see a lot of people doing that anymore. Well, you know, I, it's funny that you say that because I was just thinking about that. Like when I was a teenager and I wanted a job, I would go to a like restaurant. And like just walk, you would in. just walk in and between two and four. You ask for the manager, you shake their hand, you make a good impression, you get mm-hmm. your application, you go back in, you hand it back to the manager. Like that's how it used to be. It was like eye to eye contact. Has and it I, just been since the pandemic, Lovato, that it's happened, or is it no? Like, in general, I think like because uh, you have to understand when I was in high school, sixteen. That was like two thousand one. <laughs> I mean, I was looking for a job in 2014. Yeah, but that's and what I, I still went in. And I mean, granted, I yeah. am a little bit behind on the years. Well, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, at the time I was, I was just yeah. fresh out of East fresh Tennessee, fresh out of a tiny little town. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, to me, that was just so. How yeah, you, did you it. were probably right on schedule, right up to date with like what I was doing when I was living in the city when I was 16. <laughs> that, that makes yeah. sense. That checks out. That yeah. checks out. So yeah. But I think that if you go in and show your face and make an impression and, like, talk to someone, you're going to make a better impression from the jump I, and stand out more than if you just send in a resume or an email. Although that's what I did to initiate contact. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, like, going into a salon. Okay. So if you are going to walk into a salon, mm-hmm. and this has been my biggest pet peeve working um, – at the same place for uh, quite a while is seeing people come in for interviews and shadows and stuff like that. If you're going to walk into a million dollar salon and you want to be a six figure hairstylist, you should dress like a six figure hairstylist. Yeah. I'm going to let you speak on this because I have no room to talk, but you came (laughs) in fully, fully dressed. Like you were all black, which Mm -hmm. we don't wear all black at the salon, but it's a safe bet to walk into a salon in all black. Yeah. And black just looks sharp, mm-hmm. even if it's cheap black. Mm-hmm. If it's all the same black, you look good. Well, cheap black is my go-to for work. Yeah. <laughs> you can sharpie it in. You yes. Know, but yeah. Old Navy, H&M, honey, Target. Yes. Get you a black sharpie. Keep it in your bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, don't wear, I wouldn't wear, like, jeans. Or, like, what I'm wearing right now, athleisure yeah. wear. Well, I mean, if I feel like if you're wearing nice jeans with no rips and, like, a blazer or something, like, you could dress it up. 
Right. You know, very much. But unless you do have it dressed all the way up, I wouldn't mm-hmm. advise it, obviously. Well, it goes to, like, first impressions. Mm-hmm. So if you're made, it's that you're, these people are seeing you for the first time. Yeah. I want someone to see me for the first time looking the best that I look. Mm-hmm. And be like, this is as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> don't expect more than this. But you could also go in the, with this with the opposite mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is the worst I'll look. And it will get better from here. But this is the worst I can look, I guess. I don't really know. But in my opinion, yeah. and the opinion of most of the salon owners that I have mm-hmm. befriended yeah. is, like, if someone walks in looking not like a hairdresser. The, the reality of it is, is what it what it comes down to is how much respect you have for this person's time for the business. Inter- interviewing you and the business mm-hmm. and what you're essentially asking for because if you're new or whatever i mean either way you're looking asking to join someone's team like Mm -hmm. if you're not going to do the decency of like at least dressing up and put to look like the team yeah Mm -hmm. then that's just disrespectful Mm -hmm. well and i think that going in and booking an appointment is a good way to gauge how Mm -hmm. people are dressing in the salon yeah Yeah. because i would say that we have a really lax we do dress code Mm -hmm. like but everyone that we work with has that it's just there's an air of, like, elevation to it mm. that makes it professional. Yeah. So there, it's a hard line to teeter whenever your dress code is kind of like ours. It is. But it's but easy whenever the <laughs> dress code's just all black. That is true. And, I mean, I don't know. I I always complain when it's all black, though. Well, Any place that I've ever worked it's that boring. I... It's, yeah, it's boring. Yeah, it's boring. And you know how hard it is to find black shoes? With black soles, mm-hmm. it's hard, y'all. Mm-hmm. Especially nowadays, they're making everything with a white sole. Yeah, it's true. But so. that's why I'm happy that I can wear whatever shoes I want. Yeah, so <laughs> so go in, shadow, dress nice. If you can, maybe make an appointment ahead of time to, like, gauge it, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that advice goes for anybody, whether you're looking to, like, take the next step in your career or you're just starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you have the leisure of moving to a new city and being able to do that before you mm-hmm. have to like lock down a job, I think that's a good idea. Well, and being a hairdresser is is a career. Mm-hmm. It's not just a job. Mm-hmm. So I think it should be viewed just as like yeah. a doctor's going in for an interview. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, we're not doctors. No. We're not saving lives. We may. I mean. We may save we a couple. You know what I mean? We do training that hopefully will. Exactly. If ever needed, do just that. Exactly. And we're that, like, first line for most people where there's the sounding boards. Mm-hmm. So look like you're going for your career. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's true. I feel like a hypocrite sitting here talking about dressing nice because <laughs> I'm, like, I'm totally in my full-fledged, like, low-maintenance, like, comfort phase of life right now. But I miss like dressing up all the time i just i think it's because and i know this to be true because Mm -hmm. i've seen you dressed up (laughs) when you dress up it's not just like whenever i dress up yeah because when i dress up i feel like i look normal but whenever you dress up you look hot (laughs) i mean this woman is drop dead gorgeous between i either look like a hot (laughs) fucking mess or i look like, I'm ready for my close-up, you know? But this outfit that you have on right now, ladies and gentlemen, she is wearing these cropped jeans that are nicely, tightly this fitted around all the curves. This outfit that you told me I look like a mom in? Yeah, but you look <laughs> cute. Moms are cute. Milf. 
Tell <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say I would. <laughs> but maybe someone. <laughs> but maybe someone. Stay away from me. Anyways, Anyways. back to interviews. Yes. So what just we went in the beginning of the episode, we talked about it. You interviewing the salon just as much as they are interviewing you. So what are some questions that you would ask? Like if you were going in, Mm -hmm. what would you ask to the person that's interviewing you? I would say. I, I want to know, the first thing I like to know is, like, honestly, how long has the, the person that's been working there the longest, mm-hmm. how long have they been working there? And then how many people have been working there for, you know, X, Y, Z amount of years? And right. then let's say let's say it's, like, a newer salon and they've only been open for a year or two. Mm-hmm. Then I would like to know how many people that started out with that salon are still there. Yeah. Um, because I wish I would have known that when I moved to Cincinnati. Yeah, exactly. What that tells me is like, obviously something's working here. Like there's the salon that I worked at in Seattle, um, Mm -hmm. Vu, like had been working at that salon before the current owner bought it. Like for like 27 years he'd worked there. Wow. You know what I mean? And so if he had gone from that to like working there, obviously something was going Right, it's right. going well. You know what I mean? <laughs> and there was a lot of very successful stylists there, too. So that was, and they had been there for a long time. You know, as well as a lot of new ones, because there was mm-hmm. this big, huge culture for education and everything. So, right. like, that was. That's how Jewel was. Whenever yeah. I interviewed there, their longest stylist had been there since the salon opened. Uh-huh. And then shortly after that, someone joined, and then they had been there, yeah. and then someone else joined. So, like, it was, like, 10 years, mm-hmm. 12 years mm-hmm. Five years, right. eight years. Yeah. And um, the people that started when I started are still working there. Mm-hmm. They haven't had a lot of turnover. Maybe they're, they do have turnover in, a, in assistance. Yeah. But if someone makes it through you that make program, it the floor, yeah. they yeah. stay there. Mm-hmm. So Well, and that was another thing, too, is, like, what do the people that leave? Like, which, obviously, I don't think you're not going to get any of these answers to these questions unless you do shadow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, if you ask if you can do a shadow day before you, like, before take you the interview. job or whatever, and they say yeah. no, that would be a big red, red flag, flag for me, run. You know? If uh, they don't want you to see the workings of their business. Yeah. And it can be weird wanna... going into the back room of a salon that you don't know and, like, mm-hmm. trying to talk to people. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'll, like, sit back there and just kind of, like, be quiet and listen and observe. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to me to see who says hi to me and who doesn't, and like how I'm treated. Did I say hi to I'm you back there? I don't remember now. I think oh. so. I didn't make a good impression. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was busy. Yeah, you probably were. So <laughs> once I was hired, you made an impression on me. I mean, you were like super nice and invited me to a party on my first day. I was like, okay, I sure did. You were like. It would be a good look for you to show your face there. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. Got it. Thanks for looking out for me. <laughs> I will fit in. Note taken. <laughs> um, but yeah, that I think mm-hmm. interviewing and kind of getting to know the salon first is good. So like for me, if somebody's been there for a long time or there's a lot of people that have been there since the beginning or at least, you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. a while. Something that shows to me that something good is happening there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Then the next thing I want to know is, like, their education program. Now, obviously, me being 
farther along in my career up until I moved here. I -hmm. was not really looking to be guided. I Mm -hmm. was just looking for somewhere to like come in and impress people with my skills, you know, Yeah, and make money. Um, But I forgot where I was going with this. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Brain fart. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot I had that. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it would be like their education program for their stylists. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Or like. And what like advanced education do you have? And I was going to say, and then if it's not that type of situation where you're looking to be mentored or guided and Mm -hmm. needing more training, then does the salon itself have a culture of like being into going to classes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if classes, it would be cool. Even if you knew that a salon was hosting a class, uh-huh. if you went to the class uh-huh. to see how the people at the class interact with, Oh, the absolutely. Educator and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, I like how you are all of the things that you look for are culture mm-hmm. and everything that I would all the questions that I would ask would be pertain to how much money I'm going to make. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have like I would very much rather like enjoy my day to day and mm-hmm. be happier and maybe have to live on a little bit less than like be miserable. Right. And see, for me, working in a place that yeah. I'm happy is like a bonus. Yeah. So, like, right now I've hit the jackpot. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> me too, because I'm happy and I'm making money. Exactly. You know? It's great. But, um, yeah, because, I mean, I think you and I have both worked in salons where the, to- the culture has been toxic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I could do an entire episode on just all the toxic, effed up, crazy situations that I've. Well, Don't and we've it. we've both worked in salons with like twenty plus stylists, haven't we? Yeah. Um. Sorry. Because you worked. It. <laughs> totally just swallowed into the mic. Because you worked at Obadiah, and that one had that one had like over a hundred employees. Now that's insane. Obviously, some of those were front desk and managers and all that stuff, but uh, there was like, I want to say like thirty stations or something in in the Bellevue location and then there was a blow dry bar downstairs also in that location in the Hyatt and then the Kirkland location had like one, two, three, four like at least eight to twelve stations. Wow. And then some people work part time. Did you work at both? I did. Wow. I did work at both. Wow, crazy girl. Crazy girl. Crazy that place girl. was cool. I had some pretty cool experiences there. Yeah. I liked that salon. Uh, so, well, something that I would ask is, like, are you on a level system, and what does that look yeah. like? Yeah, growth. Yeah. Obviously, where are you going to start? Where are you going to grow? Uh-huh. Um, I'm looking for somewhere that is going to feed me as much as I'm going to feed yeah, it. totally. Because if I'm okay with starting at a lower commission, if yeah. I know that the more that I can work and do for you, the mm-hmm. more you're going to treat me right. Right. So. Well, and, you know, here's something else that I learned <laughs> That I only learned with experience. And again, like I said, I don't know, I'm not trying to sound cocky, but I was pretty darn good at what I did right out of school just because it came naturally and I'd been playing around with it. And I kind of had a head start because I was like, Right. You've been doing hair since you were talking. Well, and I talked to my sister about it a lot. You know what I mean? So, yes, I was good, but like, I always wanted to be the best. Me too. And, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? And so, 
over the years, I have learned that, like, if I don't feel, <laughs> this sounds kind of messed up, but I want to feel like I'm almost not as good as the people I work with. Well, if you are the smartest person in the room, you're, you're in the wrong you're room. You're in the wrong room. Yeah, and I get, I get that's probably exactly what I'm trying to say with that. Yeah. Is that, like... Because I've been, I worked at salons where I felt like I wasn't really being inspired by my coworkers at all. Mm-hmm. And that's do you, f- do you feel? Sorry, I interrupted no, you, but fine. do you feel like because you were the that way, you were so hungry, you wanted to be the best in the mm-hmm. room? Do you feel like that robbed you of a lot of experiences? Because I know it for me, that's what it feels like. Like I robbed myself of these experiences because I was trying yes. to be the best in the room. Yeah. And if you're the best in the room, you're mm-hmm. in the wrong room. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, I will say that I'm also, like, personally learning that you can simultaneously have low self-esteem and, like, Mm -hmm. Uh, and, like, a huge ego. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it's not even really that it's huge. It's just that it's sensitive, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So, God, personal growth. (laughs) We're so proud of ourselves. Y'all don't even know. <laughs> Ugh. Anyways. Um, but yeah, so I would, I am always like watching the other people mm-hmm. and like looking at the work. And I talked about in the moving episode, like when I was guest, you know, with you mm-hmm. guys that like I would look on Instagram mm-hmm. and I would pay, find pictures of work that I liked. And this still good advice. Um, even if you're in the same town and make note of where those people work, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or the salon that it's uh, coming out of. And if you start seeing, a salon reoccurring, especially if it's multiple stylists, mm-hmm. that's a good indicator that you are going to be maybe challenged or uh, around people that are going mm-hmm. to um, be able to help you grow. And I feel like to it working where we work, I've never looked at someone's work that's walked out the door and been like, Ooh. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good environment yeah. to be in too is totally. like, very, very rarely is there a oopsie. What was that? What was it that happened the other day where I was like, no, look at this. Oh, when it was still wet. Remember? And I'm like, look, because I used semi and she had had berm in it. And so. And oh, my like, gosh. And, and it was like a third of a. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I also have the warmest light in my corner, too. Mm-hmm. That was like shining off the roads. And I thought it was going to be so hot. And you were like, you looked at me like. Really? <laughs> Erica, that is the I'm same like, color. I can see it. <laughs> and it wasn't really, it wasn't a different color. It just was like when I looked directly down on it, I could see the difference in like transparency of the well, color. Well, did she switch from, is she new to you? Did she have some yeah, non-cune yeah, and then totally. now yeah. it's cune? And Every single yeah. time I have a client that's been using something that's not cune uh-huh. and I use cune on them, you can see a line yeah. of demarcation. It's like. Because the cune color is so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so much cune. is like so much more like buttery mm-hmm. you know it's it it's looks crazy. more real to yeah. me yeah than any other color it doesn't look it ne- i've never gotten like a shoe polishy look even when i've mm-hmm. used like 1.1 yeah no nope, so that's true. so yeah so something that i would ask is level systems uh i also want to know i'm big on team which is why i found that commission salons work the best for me yeah is because it seems like in a commission salon there's more people working towards the same goal and what I would ask is, do you conduct, like, monthly meetings, monthly one-on-ones with your stylist? Yes. Because I want that camaraderie Absolutely. of the meetings and throwing ideas mm-hmm. back and forth. And I want to sit down with someone who knows more about my numbers yeah, than I do. for real. 
and like explain this is low and this is probably why. So you mm. should try this. Yeah. And that's where you get growth. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. I had that right out of school um, at Regis, mm-hmm. at Reggie's. I don't know why I always call it Reggie's. Um, <laughs> and I had a manager who was really good, Mary. She's mm-hmm. ABCH hairdresser too. Mary, Mary Patillo. Um, anyways, she was really good. We always had our meetings. We did all our stuff. We had our classes every week like we were supposed to have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was always going over our goals with us when we would do that. We'd have one-on-ones, you know. And then, obviously, there was multiple managers over my five years there or whatever. And I had some who were good at it and some who weren't so good at it. I always did better when I had it. So then mm-hmm. when I, like, moved out from there and, like, left Regis and went to other places, like, at Obadiah, I think we did it every three months. Mm-hmm. And that was cool. And that was good and it was helpful. But, like, I love how at um, Bombshells we do it every month. Well, I've worked at a salon that it was – it was a thing like mm-hmm. it, you're, we're going to have monthly meetings and we always had a monthly meeting, but, and they would always have one-on-ones with the platinum stylus, mm-hmm. but it almost seemed like the lower tiered stylus, um, wouldn't get our one-on-ones. Yeah. Yeah. It, or like, oh, we'll do it next week or, oh, we'll uh-huh. catch up next month. And it never, it never really happened. Yeah. So that was really annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it just helps me stay on track mm-hmm. and like focused and have a goal in mind. Because I definitely, which I'm learning is my freaking ADHD brain. But like, if I have something to compete against, even if it's myself or a goal mm-hmm. in mind, like I really do do better. Which is ironic because I'm also stuck at organization and self motivation, and I like if I don't, <laughs> I'm one of those like I will procrastinate just because I know that I do better under pressure sometimes. Yeah, and it's so stupid. Like, why don't you just <laughs> do it in the first place? If I do and it too, if I do it fine. too early, then I will reimagine it and completely like screw myself. Yeah. By the time it's time to like present it or have it be done, you know, <laughs> but I'm kind of the same way. I do like to, I like to run a tight ship as yeah. in like, I, pr- I made, sh- I didn't do final prep work for my class until last night at midnight mm-hmm. and it just kind of worked out. I also, yeah, that's another thing is I like, I tend to be like, I do better if I like do my studying or mm-hmm. whatever, do my prepping and then kind of fly by the seat of my pants, like under have an outline and like, mm-hmm. you know, that, but not be like, here's my script or like right. have a speech completely memorized or whatever. And I used to be the educator that I would memorize my mm-hmm. intro. Well, I mean, we've memorized our intro to the podcast. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. And that's because of me. Yeah. Yeah, we we memorized it and then we screwed it up this week. Every time, I mean, we <laughs> I think there we've done like we haven't messed it up like that since the first. We actually just didn't do an intro in I think the second podcast that we recorded last oh, yeah. week. But that's not going to be out for like another three weeks. Oh well, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> let's get back on track. What is it? these episodes that are just me and you are like? I guess they're us bantering, but you know it is. Um. um so. And the most important thing that to me is like by the end of the interview or before you've kind of accepted a job at the place or they've offered you a job is, and I would say this is my last step. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say this at the beginning of the interview. I would say like, we're about to sign the deal. Yeah. 
<laughs> don't sign an NDA. Yeah. <laughs> an NDA or a non-compete. That's actually what I meant, but <laughs> <laughs> I think non-competes are so stupid. Yeah, I do. But know. regardless, yes. that's a hot topic that I know that other people really like them, yeah. but I think that they're stupid personally. Empty ways. <laughs> Uh, before you accept the job, I would just make sure that you express your career goals to the person interviewing you. Yeah. Just because if you both know and you can both work on it together and maybe they're your accountability buddy with it, Uh express those goals to them. Because Mm -hmm. if you're not clear about it and you're just like, I'm going to come here, I'm going to build a clientele and then I'm going to leave. That's when you get your ass sued. Well, and the other part of that too is like at this point, I've been the young stylist that's just out there thinking only about myself, you know. But the other part of it, too, is, like, at this point, I've worked for a lot of different private salon owners, and I've seen really good things that work and things that don't. And (laughs) for a while, I very much was that stylist that fell into the, like, salon owners are all crazy and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And I do think that there is a little, like, you number one, you have to be crazy to want to run a salon. Uh, yeah, to want to manage any more than two extent, women. Yes. To a certain extent, you have to be a little bit nuts to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. In that, oh, my God, why the hell would you want to? I used to think that I wanted to open my own salon. I just straight up don't anymore. Oh, I do. Uh-uh. I'm crazy, though. You are crazy. <laughs> You're the right kind of crazy, baby. Um, But, yeah, so. And by crazy, I mean, I have mental health issues. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. <laughs> um, where was I going with this? Um, you used to think that salon owners were crazy, all of them. Okay, but the other part of that is that, you know, obviously, if a, if a salon owner is going to bring you in and have you be part of their team, um, they are going to be, like, guiding you and all of this stuff. So, like, if they're going to invest in you... Mm-hmm. They need to know that you're invested also. Like, you know what Absolutely. I mean? And sharing your goals and everything, I I would assume if I were hiring someone, that is something I would want to know yeah. is like, what is your vision? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think that if you don't just be like, oh, how do I answer this the right way? If you're honest, that's where you're going to end up mm-hmm. in a place that you were at. Like that you And I think that that's blossom. an advantage that I've, or not an advantage, uh, A good choice that Mm -hmm. I made in the beginning was I've always been very clear, very upfront Mm -hmm. about what I want when Mm -hmm. I work in a salon. And I feel like every salon that I have ever worked in has fed me information to get me closer to that goal. Totally. And I think I'm in my final stage of metamorphosis. I love (laughs) metamorphosis. Um, Michelle's just getting me ready. Right. Baby, everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. We've had that conversation, but. Um, I can't wait to have her on the shell podcast. Shell Shell. Shell Shell. Mama Shell. Oh, God. You guys are going <laughs> to love her. She's awesome. Um, But, yeah, I think, is there anything else? Like, I don't think so. Other else? than I think we kind of touched on being open to the opportunities that may present themselves. Yeah. And, I've, like, for me, I had been doing hair for several years before I interviewed at Jewel. Yeah. When I interviewed at Jewel, they told me they didn't hire stylists. Yeah. So I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't work here. Yeah. And then the whole patience thing happened. Yep, which Listen to the last week. episode yeah. if you don't know what we're talking right. about. But um, 
when I interviewed there, I wasn't really open to being an assistant uh-huh. until I, I was. Uh-huh. And even when I became the assistant, uh-huh. I wasn't open to yes mm-hmm. to it then. Uh-huh. So it took me a while, and I'm thankful that patience has patience <laughs> um, because if she wouldn't, uh, she really like whipped me into shape yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. And just if you're open to the possibilities, even if it may mean you take, you're feeling like you're taking a step mm-hmm. back, that's an arrow has to be pulled back before it propels forward, baby. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> I've never heard that before. And wow. Because period. We'll go into that. (laughs) And with that, thank you for listening to another episode of of Break Break Room Room Banter. If you would like to follow us on our social media journeys, I am at Hair X Hunter across all platforms. And by that, I mean Instagram and the Tiki Talkies. That's all I do. Tickety tick tick tock. And I am Erica the Redhead. Across all platforms. Across all platforms. (laughs) (laughs) I promise this is the last time I change it on you. (laughs) And our podcast is at Break Room Banter Pod across all platforms. Across all platforms. So uniform. Ooh, shoot. Yes. If you haven't already, which we already have 41 active patrons. Oh, yes. Yes, Mama Slay. Uh, if you haven't already, go check out our Patreon, yeah. www.patreon.com uh-huh. forward slash breakroombanterpod. Shout out to Angel. Uh, Angel, Angel Pate. P- Pate. Plate. Pate, I think. Pate. Uh, oh. Angel. Angel. Girl, <laughs> congratulations on winning. The, yes, the, Angel. Thank you so much for sharing mm-hmm. our story and getting the word out there. Right. I feel like everything is just moving right along the mm-hmm. way that we planned. It's been going good, except for that. <laughs> Can we talk about that? And talk about what? Our bad merch. Oh, y'all. <laughs> Angel's <laughs> the only <laughs> person <laughs> that will know. Yeah. But we ordered some merch, and we were really excited about it. I was probably too excited and ordered it too soon and didn't do enough research, but it, we did not like it. No. But I mean, we can, it can be better. It, it can, can be, be better. better. It will be better. We're not going to talk about what it is mm-hmm. until, well, I mean, we posted on our Instagram, but uh, yeah. regardless, yeah. it was not as good as we wanted it to be. It was not what we were hoping for. But So, w- merch coming soon. Yeah. If you want merch, the only way you're going to be able to get it at first is going to be if you're a patron. If you're a patron to our Patreon. Mm-hmm. So we have a $5 tier, $10 tier, $15 tier. Yes. We're building them all up currently. So if you join now, uh, you'll be along for the ride. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to be honest. I would suggest joining the $5 tier yeah, currently. Right now. We don't have enough content on our $10 and $15 yeah, tiers. Yeah, they're up, but they're not really, like, active. We're going to be working on that soon. Very but. soon. Very, very soon. Um, but, Yeah. That's all we got for you this week. And until next week, bye. Bye.